Welcome to Schmuck Boys. Haven't seen you guys in a while. Super, super excited to get down and chat as we all have some updates for you, as we usually do. So let's get it together, girls. I know Marla is in for the kill with a big status update. So why don't you please share for the crowd? Yeah. So, well, I don't have a necessarily change in status, but I do have some big plans next week for Purim. I'll tell I feel time. like I don't want to like jinx it. So I'm just going to say that I will, um, <laughs> I'm going to say that I am visiting someone for Purim. You guys can um, guess who it is Somewhere. if you've been listening to our last episodes. Um, and I'm going to work from there and celebrate Purim there. And we'll see how it goes. And I'm going to not jinx it because I'm afraid that if I talk too much about it, I'm going to have to come back next episode and say it was a so if you're listening, everybody knock on wood or glass, which I just knocked on. So we gotta, gotta give luck to the homies. Yes. I don't know. I'm super hyped for you. When you told us that this was your new plan for Purim, I was a little sad that you wouldn't be joining us for Purim in Brooklyn, but you're gonna have a really fun time. So I'm excited for you. Yes, I'm excited to hopefully come back with like, nothing but positive um details to share and can you share potential guests on this location or is that too much of a giver um it's the only other place you'd want to celebrate Purim other than New York City so like submit your guesses here (laughs) did you ever think like Purim was the holiday to like go and spontaneously spend time with someone who lives not where you live it's definitely not the same as Tisha B'Av um, but you know, there's a first, isn't that the holiday about love? Am I wrong? Tisha B'Av is when we fast. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can tell who grew up modern Orthodox and who grew up conservative. Um, it's definitely not the same as Tuba'av. Okay, it's definitely not the same as Tuba'av. It's not like a love holiday, but YOLO, I also had a flight voucher I had to use. Oh, she just said she's taking a flight. She is not driving somewhere. She is not going somewhere local. She can't take the Amtrak. Certainly not. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm trying to keep my expectations at like, you know, a cool minimum. <laughs> but I am, I am not going to lie. I am sad that I'm going to miss Purim here with you guys because the past couple of years that I've celebrated pre-COVID, I didn't really have a lot of friends that went out for Purim. I just went out with my sister. And this would have been the first year that I had like a lot of close friends that also love to go out for Purim. But I'm really excited for you guys to have a really fun time. Next year. But next year in Jerusalem. That's what <laughs> they always say. I'm winking. Oh, be careful. You might give it away. Wait, wait, what about you guys? Do you guys have any status updates, fun plans with your mans? Oh, yeah, Maxine. What are my updates? Excuse me, Grandma. Who met um, your grandma? Yes, yes, this is true. The guy I am seeing did meet my bubby yesterday. And it was like really, really nice. We took a drive upstate for the day with my mom and we spent the day 
upstate with my grandmother. She lives in Monticello, which is like up there in the Catskills. So it was a really beautiful day. Um, It was like really warm out, but we had a good time. You know, we had our typical bagel and schmear, sit around, talk about life. It was really nice. One of my college friends popped in, shout out Heidi, um, to say hi, because she lives not too far. Um, love and we, had a fun time. we love you, Heidi, a, a fan of schmuck boys, but we had a really good time. Uh, my grandmother literally said she had such a nice time and it was just such a good day for her, which made me really happy. And then we went back to my house and we had dinner with my parents. We ordered in chosen for those who are from great neck, you know, it's the, best. what is that? It's like the best kosher Chinese food. And I will live by that statement. So you're saying that we all need to go. I'm saying we need a schmuck boys outing to Great Neck for Chinese food. Yes. But it was super fun. And then today I went dress shopping because I have two big events coming up. Because she's getting married. No, I'm just kidding. Guys. (laughs) No. Yeah, guys. (laughs) They hear about mystery men and they're like, she's going dress shopping. That's it. No, I had to get, um, I needed to look for two dresses, one for my law school's barrister's ball, which is kind of like a prom, which I'm excited about. And then I also am a bridesmaid in my best friend's wedding, um, which is coming up in a few months. So I was doing some looking for that as well. So it, it was a crazy weekend. I literally came back to my apartment and had high hopes to study, do work, whatever, because I'm on spring break technically right now. And I sat down in my bed and fell asleep for three hours. And as you should, <laughs> well deserved, well deserved. Wait, so the big question, grandma approves? She loves, she loves. It was a great time. She said that it was a very enjoyable day. Bubby, Bubby Rifka, she's the best. We love my her. We also love Rifka. We also love Bubby Hanna. I have two Bubbies in my life, not to worry. Um, we love them both. But it was a really nice day. And I was happy that she like had such a good time with us and enjoyed the the company, as we say. So, so it was nice. Good. Yeah. So nice. Sounds really great all around. Yeah. Yes. It's you, Lib. <laughs> so for anyone who knows me, you know that Cholent is really important to me. You have Cholent and you have Bieber. Like those are like two of my favorite things. A Bieber <clears throat> and Jack. <laughs> um, I was on. I will day. say. I will say that <laughs> a great combination would be ideally, and I would pitch this to Bieber at the Bieber concert selling Cholent. Like that would be sick. Like having Chillin' with my man Biebs and Jack. Put Chillin' over me. Update is that I got a crock pot and obviously called Melinda Strauss when it came to ingredients and I got to do this whole Chillin' live. Unfortunately, Jack wasn't there to actually be there for the Chillin' making, but he got to try it after and we can both say it was the best Chillin' we've ever had. And that's been like on my bucket list for a while to make cholent together and it was so good that we made a second batch and it was so good the second batch that now we're buying a bigger crock pot a jewish wifey in the making literally i'm the biggest fan of cholent like i have not had yours yet and i need to because there's like a mental hierarchy for me for like all the cholents i've had and like i can pick out specific ones throughout my life that were probably the best i've ever had so I need to try yours and see where it falls in there. So Yeah. And I will say like this weekend, um, 
we, we met up in Brooklyn and we walked past, like we went into pomegranate and I walked in and I'm like thinking like, oh yeah, like now I know my children's better than you. Like, okay. Okay. Cause that was like my favorite for so long, but yeah. So basically we got all the ingredients to make more in two weeks. So stay tuned. Really excited. And yeah, I would say that's like the main update right now. I love that. And I will say when you were having that chillant, I was having like this incredible chillant as well because I spent Shabbat in Crown Heights last weekend. Oh, they have to have and good chillant. It was <laughs> that's like rude if they don't. <laughs> it was like unreal. I needed multiple helpings of it. Like, and I remember I told myself, I'm like, if the bowl makes its way back to my part of the table, right. it's a sign that I need more. And lo and behold, it came back to my seat and I just had is the potatoes though. I'll say it right now. Oh yeah. I know that in my live, I was told from the obvious, amazing Mandy Licious Hala and her husband that like five to seven potatoes will suffice and like, don't add too many. I will say I definitely had more potatoes. You know what? Like I snuck a bunch in. (laughs) I had no mercy for these potatoes. I was like, you're getting in there. I was like, you're not going anywhere else. (laughs) I respect it. I respect it. Yeah. You can't go wrong with potatoes. And actually we're trying hot dogs in. So I'll let you guys know how they are. Oh, let us know. I've tried hot dogs, pastrami and beef in the next one. That sounds so good. Jack wants everyone to know that they are mini. Jack, do we have any other updates? Any big updates that have happened recently? We have a guest star today. The hot dog's a big update. Oh, we ran into his grandma at Starbucks. Oh, my God. And his aunts, who are so lovely. But you know how Jack is. He's a very joking person. So he goes, that's my grandma. And I'm like, can you not make jokes about women who walk into Starbucks? Like, who are you? Full on his grandma. Full on so (laughs) sweet. Great aunt. But it was just so funny because I literally did not believe him. Like 95 years old. She's 95. Looks amazing. And and I didn't believe him until he went to go give her a kiss on the cheek. Like, that's how much I didn't believe him. (laughs) That would have been really far to go for a joke. Either either you're really going with the joke. Like this is this is your grandma, and I have to like <laughs> compose yourself. Exactly. So it was the second one. Oh my god! That's yeah, that, those are the updates, and I'm actually visiting my college this weekend for the first time since I graduated. Fun. So that should be fun. I'm really excited to see a bunch of people. Our intern Inti is hosting me. I'm gonna finally meet her parents. So oh, that's fun. Yeah, we're all going to go out to sushi together. Really cute. Okay, well, I hope everyone has a good Purim. I'm sure we will recap how our like our events went and our costumes and everything that happened on our next episode. But we're really excited for our guest. And he's going he's gonna to make you crazy. <laughs> So, like, especially guys, one question we always ask is What an entrance? At the time, that right? That'll be our entrance instead of uh, our, instead of the, maybe instead of just where them girls at them girls at Meet Yussi, aka Half of Jew Crazy, a duo with a large following on TikTok, 
absolute legends and phenomenal dancers. So please welcome Jude Crazy. What's up, people? What up, what up? And so since it's your first time coming on Schmuck Boys, girls, how do we start? So we start off every episode by asking our guests their relationship status of the week. Um, that could literally mean what your official relationship status is right now or even anything fun that happened this week for you. We'd love to hear where you stand in this exact moment in your relationship life. Uh, I stand single as hell. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I think that was the best response we've gotten this far. Genuinely, <laughs> most people are kind of like, oh, well, you know, what? I'm going on dates and like, single as hell yeah <laughs> my nice. eyes too if you guys can see his <laughs> eye movement right now beautiful life-changing yeah and did any do you have like any recent like weird dm occurrence or like date or i mean i don't know if it's a weird dm but like we get i get dms like all, not all the time and here and there like people are like oh you single and on date and then right before the show Someone at DM like ask like uh, which one's single? I'm like me, and they're like, uh, "How old are you?" I'm like 27. Like, well, you're too young for me and too old for my friend. I'm like, <laughs> good talk, good talk. Are you, do you um, are there any DMs that you've gotten where you're like interested? Not really. <laughs> no. All right, Jewish girls, step up the game. <laughs> yeah, I think that. So. I feel like ones who would be interested probably wouldn't reach out on, really? I don't know. Really? It's like, I don't know how many people have balls to really like DM if they're interested and show that. So you think as a guy that you should be putting in the news, are there people you've met from social media that you've reached out to? No. Let's say, so you're saying like girls should slide into the DMs, but you're also not sliding into the DMs. No, no, no. I'm saying that girls... Girls definitely slide in. What I'm saying is that it happens to be the ones who have aren't necessarily like for me. Okay. But okay. If you were to reach out to someone on DM, would it be through the Jude Crazy account because you would want them to know who you were? Or would it be from a private account? If I were to DM someone, if like I saw someone on Instagram, like, oh, like I thought they're cute or something. Nah, I don't think it would be from the Jude Crazy account, no. That's so interesting because I feel like people forget that it's like two people. Like when I was running a work account, like someone was like, is this Libby? And I was like, yes. Like thinking I'm about to answer a work question. He was like, I would love to take you to gelato. I was like, First of all, you, were like, you were like 20 years older than me. You've met my boyfriend. Okay. Like we're not doing this right now. Okay. Also like you want my boss seeing this message. <laughs> We've had people reach out. Um, like, asking like whatever and like if i thought they're cute what i would do is i would take them to my private account so that it's not a whole public thing because my brother-in-law reads everything too so yeah yeah you, you don't want your brother-in-law like learning about your but you guys are close you guys are close for my i don't care for me i care for them <laughs> they're i don't know what they're about to write and they, what he sees fair that's a fair that's actually really respectful it is but also like i feel like they should know like obviously there's two people on the account i mean yeah so they know all how, and, there. but sometimes you get lost and like you're you're texting back for someone and you're like you know just have a text and then you forget that you know there's another person on the account right 100%. and that's what eventually once they like you know send whatever then i switch over well thanks for the fun no, honestly that was that was a ride 
Um, I loved hearing about it. And I hope that one day I'm lucky enough to look through the DMs on your phone. Um, I hope so. I will delete them all <laughs> before you get the phone. <laughs> but he's like, not. Uh, so when are we hanging out next? No. <laughs> when I get my wife, that's all delete. Like, no archives. Delete. Delete. You delete everything? You delete it. Wow. You delete a chat on Instagram. Delete it and it's gone. I mean, the other person will have it. So if they ever want to like, like post it and like shade you, it's right there. But yours is gone from your phone. Wow. Damn. You get a little too excited about this. I don't know what you have on your phone. Yossi, just make sure you got the screenshots. That's all I got to say. Maxine knows. Maxine I I can give a tutorial on saving texts and DMs and literally. Maxine got them folders. I have the folder. I literally. Let me delete them all before you give the tutorial. You don't mind? Of course. Of course. I'm just saying, though, you know, these ladies know very well. Do we think Yossi's the screenshotter, though? Okay, he might be a deleter, but is he a screenshotter? A deleter or a screenshotter? Mm. So if I think someone might delete something, I mean, because you can unsend messages, I might screenshot it just so if, when they do, I still have it. Ah. But even if you delete things in this day and age, like there's, I feel like, like the internet, like it's never really gone. No, so on Instagram, you could unsend a message. Not always, but you can usually unsend it. So if you unsend it, it's gone. What if they screenshot it before you unsend it? I should screenshot that quick. You know? I am someone that um, has no shame, and I am one of those girls that will send to DMs. And sometimes I try to decide if, like, they, if I never get an answer, or worse, I get left unread. I'm like, do I delete it so I don't feel embarrassed, or is it like, f it, this happened, who cares, move on? And you, you, you shot, you take, you shot, you shot. Yeah. Not everything's gonna hit. Marla shoots her shot. Major respect to this girl. Well, okay, so going going back to everything, you know, obviously, like we mentioned in the intro, you obviously do TikTok. You're pretty known, I would say, in the Jewish community. How did that start and what has that been like for you? Um, I mean, we've always been like making videos like before TikTok ever came around. We made some videos together, me and my brother-in-law. Um, and eventually like we, I, I think I had the app on my phone somehow. Like I never really used it. Didn't know really, really know what it was. And then like I opened, I guess, and I saw a video and I was like, yeah, let's make like a TikTok. So the first one I ever made actually was just with my grandmother. I was just like, uh-huh. I was like, I was with her and I just like made some random. Bubby. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> <with the> Bubby. <laughs> um, and then after that, like we, like I talked to my brother, like Tom Ren, we, I was like, and we kind of had a discussion like, oh, let's try something. So we kind of did that after a few videos, like kind of blew up and then it just, we just kept making from there and it just kept gradually growing. Did you foresee how much it would grow when you first started? Did you like think about it? I didn't No, I just made a video, you know, like everybody else making videos and just having fun with it and obviously trying to get views and, you know, and then it just, you know, one video blew up, then you get like no views next 10 videos and another one blows up. So it was like just a bunch of that. And were the videos from the, I've, I've seen a lot of your videos. I don't know if I've seen the ones from the very, very beginning. That's bad for your health. Were they? <laughs> what? That's bad for your health to watch too much of us. <laughs> when you first started, were your videos focused on Judaism or were they other things and then they slowly got into Judaism? Or because obviously now Judaism is a big part of your TikTok, but was it always like that? 
Right. So no. So actually, like when we first started, we didn't want it to be that obvious that we were Jewish because really? we felt like we would have a disadvantage from people watching and maybe tuning out because they saw that we were Jewish. So we kind of like didn't like, I mean, we've made some things related to Judaism. Like there was trends that went around like, and we like hit it and it got, got crazy views. But in general, we like, we, we steered away from talking about like Judaism in general and like showing that we're Jewish. And we just went with all the trends and made a lot of videos. And we still, to a degree, we, we, we kept doing that. But eventually, like, we owned it and, like, we're like, I have this. Now we'll show up. And then, then we create our whole character, which is literally a Jewish character, right. where it stands out. And it's kind of our niche in a sense that we still like, try to hit on big trends and do our own twist on it. But we do it with our character, which stands out. So it's always about having something stand out a little different. Because like, every if you look at a trend, every, like, well, 100 people did it, 100,000, I don't know. I mean, not that many. But, like, a lot of people do the trend because it's a trend. But what makes you different than everybody else? Mm-hmm. So we have the character, the Jewish character, where it kind of stands out and looks different. People are like, what is this? And then we mix it up into doing a lot of kind of Jewish twists. And we, a lot more Jewish now, but yeah, mix it up. <laughs> That's so interesting to me. I'm really, was there like a, did you guys have any type of like discussion or conversation when you decided to go from like kind of being low key about the Judaism to having it at the forefront? Was there a conversation not, that took place? Not really. It was like, it would kind of just happen. Like everything really just happened because we're not as well. It does seem like we're always together. We are not. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw him for the first time in almost a week. Um, but we, cause when we meet up, we, we meet up and we film as much as we can. And then, and then till the next time we do live down the block from each other, but I mean, he's married with kids. He's got a job, you know, like I got a job. So we're not always just hanging out while although it looks like it. So it's really like when we're making videos, like we have an idea, we're like, we like, uh, either I'll say something, he'll say something and we'll come up. You're like, wait, I thought we're not, we don't do that. I'm like, eh, maybe we'll do it now. And he's like, or oh, he'll do that. And then like, eventually just kind of breaks itself and then just keep moving. And it's not really a poem. Like we sit down. All right. So we're deciding today. This is what we're doing now. We're not that organized. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so you started off basically thinking that being Jewish would limit you and now it's put you in a different position. Do you regret that? Do you feel limited as a Jewish creator? No. Or do you think that your mindset then like you basically proved yourself wrong with what you were able to do? So, so we still don't look at ourselves necessarily as like a Jewish creator where it's all Jewish content, mm-hmm. meaning like we do a lot of dances, right? Dances nothing to do with Judaism, but we use the character of the popular trends to help it, in a sense, get more out there. So we'll, we're down to really do anything, any type of comedy. Obviously, a lot of it we don't do because of our character and what we're represented as. Um, there's a lot of comedy that we can't do that we'd love to. Mm-hmm. Um, like our minds are, hmm. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, it's we owned it in a sense, like we're like, ah, why hide it? Be proud of it, and then we just use it to our advantage in a sense. And so, what about the dating aspect of all that? Do you think it, you know, obviously, there's so much pressure, marry Jewish, marry Jewish. I don't really think for you there was ever hesitation of marrying someone not Jewish, could no. just be me, right? But so, marrying Jewish, you know. There are a lot of Jews, but at the same time, there aren't a lot of Jews and all Jews know Jews. So does it scare you that you're such a known Jew and do you feel like it limits you or helps you in the dating world? So I, um, there's 
there's both sides, I guess, in a sense. Some people will be like, oh, they're famous, or oh, I like him, whatever. And like, and then on the other hand, people are like, this guy's a weirdo. Like, well, no way. Like, like they'll see a video and they're like, no way. Like people like throughout when I used to, I used to make videos before TikTok, and my family was like, you're not getting married. Take it down. Take these videos down. Don't put it up. And I was like, I did an experiment. I'm like, you know what? I'll do it for a month. If nothing else comes up, let's go right back. Nothing came up, right back. <laughs> so I mean, there's there's both sides. But I, I at this point, I like I like shut that out. I'm like, this is who I am. You know, I enjoy making these videos. We have a good time with it. Um, the person that I marry is gonna like me for I am, and you know, you know, they don't have to necessarily like the videos, but not be like, oh, I hate this stuff and I hate this part about him. Right. Um, and she's gonna like it, or at least some part of it. Totally. Yeah. And what do your parents think about your social media presence, your TikTok presence? Like, what does your family think? So uh, my parents kind of actually owned it in the sense, like my father's extremely religious, like way over the top. Um, and my mother was also much more chill now. So like, you know, um, so my father, like one day, like we were talking and some, and he happened to mention something like he, he talked to someone about our TikTok. Like he brought it up himself. I'm like, Huh? Like, because we never talk about the TikTok, but like, he was like kind of proud of this. I don't know. It was interesting. Because I guess proud he did hear, to share like, that you were. Yeah. Which is interesting. Online. Yeah. Um, and my mother, like, she also loves it. Like, she'll like, I, I don't I haven't done lives in a while, but like when I used to randomly, she'll like just pop up and just like watch it, uh, which is, I don't understand why. I mean, she sees me like, <laughs> she wants to see more of me. Like, I don't know about that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, they, they like it. I mean, some of my family, like, just with, with anything, like, how many of your siblings actually think you're fun? Like, it doesn't really work like it because it's family. Usually, like, a friend or people that don't know you might find you funny. Your friends right. people know you, like, eh, whatever. Like, it happens to be some of my family. Like, Meanwhile, like, I go to Shabbat dinner with my brother, and he's like, hi, everyone. I'm Libby's brother, Stephen. I'm like, you can introduce yourself before you tell people we're related. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, this past Shabbat, I was there. <laughs> yeah, like, like also, like... Doing? Like, I'm not the type, like, I don't like, like, um, go around and like, whenever I meet people, I'm like, oh, I'm too crazy or anything like that. I'm like, I'm myself. I'm like, that's just that's another thing, like dating wise, like right. I have this character online, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's necessarily like well, who I am in person. When you say you know? character, that's so interesting to me. So it's like a persona. It's not like you being you. Like well, in a sense, people. it's, it's, it, well, it is an offshoot of me in a sense, because right. I mean, right. I like doing these things. I have a, you know, personality stuff, but people, I guess when they see a creator make videos, I think it's their only personality. This is all they are. There's no other side to them. So like when it comes to dating, also a lot of people will see they like see a video like, oh no, not this person. Right. <laughs> but before they get to meet you in person, like so like like when I meet people in person, I don't ever bring up like too crazy. Like it's either someone around maybe knows me or recognize me and they might say something. Other than that, it's not coming up. Mm-hmm. Unless like I don't know. So like, it's, I'm just being me. I'm me. I'm Yassi, whatever. I'm like, get to know you and that's all. That's interesting what you said about your kind of the character, because I feel like, and I'm sure maybe Libby understands this too, from her, you know, Jewish mother persona that I feel like a lot of like TikTokers or people that have these characters online, I've heard them say how in person people will meet them and be like, oh, you're so different. Or like, oh, you're not really like that. Cause it's like, yeah, like it's it's form of acting. It's a form of art. You're like putting on a maybe a slightly exaggerated version of something for entertainment, and people like forget that. Have you had experiences where you met people in person and they were kind of like maybe a little bit like, oh, you're not quite like how I thought you'd be based on the videos I've seen. 
Yeah. So actually recently I went, uh, a friend of mine just got married. I was, I was winning. Um, but before that he had like, they call it a bachelor's party. Awesome. It was more like, um, we went to a restaurant to eat. Um, and one of the guys there, he's like, like, I happened to be sick at that time also. Um, I was sick for a couple of weeks and I was still like feeling a little under the weather. And I was like sitting there and I was like quiet the entire time, pretty much. I was like, you know, I was talking to people, everybody. I wasn't like saying anything crazy. He's like, Oh, I love your videos. Like, why so quiet? Like, you're, you're usually like, usually like out there. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, just, I just wasn't into it. Like, uh, so I was, I was just, I wasn't feeling good. But, um, like, I do have a quieter personality, especially if I don't really know people. I'm not just going to be like, yo, what's up? Like, I could be the life of the party if I know people and around people. Like, I'll, I'm a jokester. So, like, when I, people watch my videos and they see me in person, like, they'll be like, yeah, this kind of makes sense. Because I am. I like joking around and just cracking jokes all the time. But I also have a side where I just, I don't. <laughs> like, you know, I'm just a regular person. Yeah. And also, like. Well, that's crazy, but regular. I get it also, too, because you're like more mindful of what you say now too. Also, especially when it comes to first impressions, um, because you don't want to not even like disappoint, but like you just, you know, you have this thing online and sometimes if you say too much, it could also be a disservice to you. Yeah, I guess in a sense, but usually it's like, I don't know. It's just, although the good thing is <laughs> about our character because of our character a lot of times people don't recognize me unless we're together. Mm. <laughs> when we're together, it stands out more, but it's one of us and I'm not wearing the hat and the suits out, whatever. And just, I'm dressed like this. Not many people recognize me right away. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, usually when people meet me, they're like, oh my gosh, I forgot you don't sound like that in real life. <laughs> I forgot you don't actually have kids. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> I do. I definitely don't have a kid in college. Like, right. not, no. <laughs> like, like he does have a child. Somebody commented yeah. on my video, like, sometimes I forget you're not actually a 40 year old mom. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess me too. It's like people <laughs> expect you to be on all the time. And literally, like, and I, I talked about this in our last episode that, like, I feel like being like a Jewish creator now or like having that mom persona has put me in an in a like box where people come to me now for like setups as if I like know every Jewish person which like I don't like I post for myself and for fun right like, I did I became like a dating service perfect you are a dating service <laughs> let's advertise that no please don't <laughs> she didn't ask to become a shaman but it happened because if they if they break up I have nothing to do with Okay, but you know what I will say, and I actually say this a lot to my friends, one of the biggest rules of setting people up is that the people you're setting up need to go into it knowing that if it does not work out, it is not your fault because you have the best intentions in mind. Like I do try to set up my friends as much as I can because I like doing that. And of course people are like, oh no, well, what if it goes poorly? Your friends just need to understand that you've been in that position from the other end. Yeah. Like you're thinking of your friend you are out there trying to do a good service and like help your friend find somebody. They know that you only meant well. Like I've been in unsuccessful setups as well. And I never, like, was it a little awkward at first to tell my friend, oh, by the way, it didn't work out? Like, yeah, definitely. But I was never angry. I was never upset with my friend for trying to do something for me. Right. I mean, yeah, they are trying their best. I mean, unless you did something to them and then they're like just setting you up. 
But other than that, yeah, definitely try my best. Well, do you guys ever get nervous of like shadchins? Like that's their whole job. So like if they mess up and like people break up, is that like more pressure? Because it's not a friend. It's like their job. For a shotgun? Yeah. It's like their job. It's just I mean, the thing is like with shotguns is usually the they kind of do still do the first couple of dates. They're not really, I mean, I'm, sometimes usually maybe a little more, but they're not like throughout the entire relationship. Like you're dating for two months, like they're not part of it anymore. So like when you do break up, like that's on you guys. I mean, you guys are adults, date, figure out what you like and don't like. I mean, their job is to do the initial setup and try to help you out maybe throughout the process. They can, someone to talk to. But other than that, I mean, that's up to you guys to figure it out together. Have you ever had like personal experience with a shotgun? Very bad. <laughs> can you tell, can you tell us a little bit about it? Also, for our listeners, for our listeners that don't know, a shotgun is a Jewish matchmaker. Continue. <laughs> right, so, so I I went out with this girl, and uh, the shotgun was her aunt. Um, was her and, aunt? Yeah. Is that like a conflict of interest? Like, yeah. Right, in a sense, but not really. So. I mean, if you just set it up, whatever, it's great. Can I, I guess? Can I guess? She catfished the picture. No. Oh. Nope. Wasn't that? I've seen that. I've seen it happen. I'll tell you this. This part about it, which never happened again, and never will. But basically, like we went on a date. You know, we do talk. You get personal. You talk about different things about family, whatever you may talk about it's between you two, right? She. Instead, like her, her person she talked to wasn't her mother or her parents. She talked to the Shalkin, which is her aunt, about what was discussed. The Shalkin kind of knows my mother. So she then went and talked to my mother about what we talked about on the date. Oi. And the stuff I talked about was not meant for my mom to hear. And oh, it went real bad real quick. And basically, I told the girl, I'm like, if we're going to continue this, she's gone. Not, you can never talk to her again. <laughs> she's not part of this. And uh, yeah, that was the end of her. <laughs> oh my she God. How did she respond to that? Was she like embarrassed? She was she's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize she would tell her. I'm like, yeah. Honestly, like I, privacy is important. Obviously there's a certain amount to tell, but also when it's like the family members setting them up and they're older, like they don't have the same discretion that like a friend would. My thing is like, when you're like, when you go on a date, like is. You talk about things like you don't tell everything over. Like you want to discuss it, certain things yeah. that came up. That might when you be go on a date, you don't expect that. your mom to know what you were talking yeah. about on this said date. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, unless you tell your mom, but most adults really, I'm, I'm learning. Like they, they don't have filters. I mean, I don't have a filter, so like, imagine <laughs> even more. <laughs> right, but also the, it was it was like twofold. It was like she gave up over too much. Plus, I mean, and she couldn't really know, but like she, this woman's nuts. She literally told over everything like you gotta have some type of brains like certain things you don't say <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah that's fine yeah i think i from from what i've heard with friends going through shotguns like aren't you just supposed to go back and say like it was good not good i want to keep seeing them i don't want to keep seeing them like, like right so in general way? usually yes. yeah in general it's usually how it is but it happens to be this was her aunt and this was she decided to just talk about everything oh wow so, yeah. The thing we don't talk about everything, so my mom came here. Hi, mom. I know you're listening. My mom. My mom, by the way, is still like uncomfortable by the name. She's like, I don't understand why. Why? Why do you have to use the word schmuck? 
And I'm like, I, do you guys not remember the first week of us starting to promote Schmuck Boys? My father, who's fluent in Yiddish, sent me a text and he was like, just so you know, the word Schmuck means this. <laughs> I'm not sure if you know. And I wrote back, yeah, we're very well aware. And he's like, it's funny. I just wanted to make sure you knew. <laughs> yeah, by the way, you can tell your, your mom, like, if, if she really has a problem with that, you can just change it to the actual word. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We could. Honestly, in Yiddish, in Yiddish, it's not about that. Word. Doesn't become a TikTok. What he just? I'm out. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> my my brother texted me today. He's like, "Oh, I listened to like the last episode." I was like, "Oh, like I'm like he was like, he was like, it, was, it was great. You guys should have more guests." I'm like, "Oh yeah, like we have like the rest of our episodes will be with guests." And I'm just like, I had to like figure out which episodes to tell him like not to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta start taking notes. Yeah, literally. This family member can listen. This family member can't listen. Yeah, I don't know. No matter what, I know that this is going to be played on my mother's phone during her morning treadmill sessions, and there's no getting away from that. But I will say it's very cute to hear her kind. And maybe you have like similar experiences with your parents and your TikToks. I think it's so cute hearing my mom explain to other people like what it is we do or like what what a podcast is like my grandmother is in her 80s Holocaust survivor like God bless her soul and I literally was on FaceTime with my mother yesterday and I was trying to explain like oh yeah we're like gonna go record some episodes like whatever and my grandmother she's like what are they doing what are they doing and my mom's like Ma, you know, the show that Maxine and her friends have where they talk about the Jewish dating and, and the boys and their lives, you know, like, yeah, the schmuck boys. And my grandmother's just like, what? And my mom's like, how do we get this on her computer so she can listen to it? I'm like, we'll figure that out. Like, we'll <laughs> I love you. <laughs> your, yeah, your mom's like a little fangirl for you. Oh my God, such a fangirl. Such a, we, we love to see it. My mom literally last week, two weeks ago, Libby, correct me whenever it was, she told me I was bored the other day so I was just like looking through the schmuck boy Instagram just to see like how many followers you're at like who follows you and like in that way was how she was able to see like one specific follower and be like oh my god I saw so-and-so follows schmuck boys that's so nice that you've like reconnected I'm like who are you talking about turns out it was a friend of Libby's who was like my childhood friend when I was two years old that I did not remember and because of my mom stalking the Schmuck Boy Instagram account, I was able to reconnect with my childhood friend. <laughs> that is the most Jewish mom thing ever. We That's love great. it. Honestly, <laughs> that story needs to be shared. It really does. And we'll find the platform for it. But Yossi, like, do you ever have a similar experience where your parents or like family members are trying to explain to people that like our son does TikTok? Mm, uh not really sure like I, I don't really they don't really just go out and like talk to people and, like say like yo check this out like it's more like I guess it comes up in conversation um but yeah not really I mean I don't think I don't think anyone would understand if I'm other right all right the last thing we were just talking about mm-hmm. the hole in the sheet oh yeah. my is that, that's not what we're talking about oh my bad <laughs> What'd you say? He said the hole in the sheet. The hole in the oh, sheet. That's what I thought he said. <laughs> he, yeah, that, he, kills that is me. <laughs> he honestly kills me. All right. Okay. So Shahan 
Shadchan and like matchmaking is normally something right that I think people think about with you know the more religious Jewish community so what we're kind of wondering is well one when when did that start for you and were you ever like hesitant about that process but also in general what was it like growing up religious and dating what was that experience like for you so I I grew up um where I really didn't have much contact at all with girls um I had friends who did but I never really hung out with them when they did like I wasn't like, cause I was kind of like separate from that. I mean, I, I did randomly here and there. I did something, but I was never, I never really had like the hangouts and stuff like that. And like talk to girls and like, I didn't do that for a while. Eventually at a certain age, I don't remember exactly what age it was. I started like just, I guess, you know, talking, whatever. And like, I guess interacting or mingling, whatever you want to call it. Um, and eventually I guess I got into the, dating scene and like it was obviously just through shopping because like I didn't have any other way either way like I was already I was newer to this I didn't like you know really talk to girls at all um and it was like it was, that was a process like you know you go through shopping they set you up you go on a date and like I did that um and the the best thing I think I think about the whole thing is like a lot of people have a rule where you have to go out twice I'm like <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you ain't doing no two date rule with me. If I don't like them on the first date, I don't like them. I'm not going out a second time just in case. Like, you know, <laughs> so that they have this rule. I'm like, nah. <laughs> um, and, uh, but it's not the only way I've gone out with girls. Like I, I've met girls in person and, and I've gone out with them from there. Like I'm not limited. I don't limit myself in terms of how I can meet people and possibly go out with them. So it's a mix. Either it could be a friend setting, setting me up, uh, a sibling, shocking, um, meeting them in person. Like the last person I dated, I, I actually met in person at Shabbos meal and went out there. Um, but so it's not limited. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, wherever you meet. Good meet. What was that like meeting at a Shabbos meal? Like, because also like you can't get their number at Shabbat, you know, like that. <laughs> Unless you have a good brain. <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> no, I didn't. No. I feel like you, I feel like that's like romantic though. Yeah. You know? I feel like that would be cool. Like he's just casually spending all Shabbat afternoon going 917-432. One of my best, one of my best friends met her husband at a Shabbat meal. Like, I think that's so cute. <laughs> so, so there's the thing with how I view it. So like, let's you get shut up by, set up by a shopping. So, I mean, it depends really how it's done, but I mean, you're getting what, a picture and then you're meeting it for the first time in person. Maybe you, you might talk first a bit like or text and then seeing them is the first time in person. And it's like, all right, there's a new person. Like, um, we're going to talk now and try to, you know, get a conversation going. But I like the aspect where you meet in person because you're not look, you're not meeting them to on a date. You, you happen to meet them, you happen to say hi, what's your name? Or just random, you know, regular discussion. And then from there you can be like, all right, you know, I actually kind of like this person. Maybe I'll go out with her. So it's kind of like gives you or or you can meet at a party, you know. It's it's there's a difference between being set up in the sense that, like, all right, go out, you're gonna meet this person. It's kind of like a blind date in a sense. I mean, you saw a picture, but like you know nothing else. You don't see you have no idea what the personality is like know nothing you go out and like you know here or there trying to make conversation keep it flowing or there's where you're at a party or you saw them from across the room or or right right in front of your face either one don't get too close um okay you can get close 
but uh, it's just it gives you like a, an idea of what they're like in a sense, and then you can decide, hey, you know what? I actually kind of like this person. Maybe I'll go out with them. Yeah. Sure. And do you feel pressure to get married ASAP? Like, how how do you feel like in your upbringing or you know in whatever like community that you're part of now do you feel that there's like a big pressure on getting married so there isn't really because i'm one of 11 and my parents already got like 15 grandkids so like there's no pressure like oh give me a grandkid like they already got some and i don't need to get married for that uh, so but, in a um, good situation <laughs> than your siblings were mm-hmm. um where but where are you in that lineup of 11 10 Oh, wow. Okay. So you're really, the, you're really the bottom of the list. Then. Yeah. They don't give it about me. How, how old is number 11? Uh, he's 21. How old are you again? 27. He oh. was an accident. Wow. <laughs> how old is your oldest sibling? I want to say 41. Wow. Yeah. That's an interesting range over there. Wow. A 41 year old sibling could literally be the parent of your 21 year old yep. sibling. Literally. <laughs> you good there, Libby? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just trying to think about the dynamics, like the type of advice you could be getting growing up when it comes to dating when you have like someone that much older than you. You know, like were you going to his wedding when you were like a, a fetus? Something like that. No, he actually didn't get married that early. Um, he got married, like, I think 26, I think. So I was already something years old. I love yeah. how you say not that early. And so my mind immediately went to, like, 30s or 40s. And you're like, 26. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's oh, yeah. I want to ask you, what do you think are, like, prime times to get married for females and males within the Jewish community? When do you think it's time to ring the bell? Like, ding, ding, ding. Oh. So I don't think it's not really Jewish community. It depends. It's different depending on how religious you are. So the more like religious, more like ultra Orthodox and like some of them will marry up at 17, 18. Or at least um, for you, is there an age that you would be concerned or you'd want to be married by? I don't concern the word. I mean, it would have been nice to be married already, but uh, um, I don't, I don't have concerns where, I mean, uh, listen, honestly, when I like hear people talk about, I heard, when I was younger, like you're people talking about like, oh, I'm 25 already, like 26. I'm like, I don't, age is not going to matter to me. Like, I don't get like, it's not, I turned 26. I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm like, nah, that's not cool. <laughs> but um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really feel pressure. Like, obviously I'd love to get married and, and start a family, but eventually one day, but um, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, killing myself over it. Like, it's just, it's not even, forget even the marriage part. It's just about being in a relationship and having someone, you know, to care for and that cares for you. Um, just that aspect of it. And then eventually, if you like them enough, you'll marry them. Oh. Or make them baby mom. Either way, you know. <laughs> I know you probably don't want to generalize people and no one wants to, but because obviously more religious Jewish communities kind of generation from generation tend to marry at younger ages compared to obviously less religious Jews and less religious Jews probably feel like they're not ready for marriage and even like even in their mid-20s do you think that because of just the continuity of always dating and marrying young that more religious jews are they are ready for that at a younger age compared to less religious jews who would not be ready for that at that age so i think so in a sense that you're you're it's a it's a way you're 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 brought up right so you're brought up to like you know this is this how it is you know you go through school system whatever and then 
like the more of the religious ones are like at 17, 18, you know, you know, you're getting engaged. It just, it's just a known thing. And it's just natural for them. And it makes you also want to, when you do get married that early, it makes you uh, uh, mature a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people are hesitant to get married. Like, I don't want to eventually, that's why a lot of people want to get married only at 29, maybe 30 or something like that. Cause they're like, they're hesitant and they're ready. Like they're like, they're like, Oh, I don't want to whatever. But, and for, it could be, it could be financial reasons, it could be anything, but when you, when you throw yourself into it at that, at a younger age, you're forced to mature and forced to take us on it. And it gets you and it forces you to, to become, you know, sure. more out there in, in every aspect. In a sense. Yeah. I almost feel like, you know, just growing up around that also in a way prepares people to say like, okay, like time to start my life because, you know, as someone who grew up modern Orthodox and went to a secular college, I just very much remember being a freshman in college, sophomore in college and telling my friends in my sorority and in my circles at school, you know, oh yeah, like my friend from high school just got engaged. My friend from high school just had a baby, like, et cetera, et cetera. And just seeing the looks on these people's faces, like, what do you mean your friend just had a baby? How old is she? And I'm like, oh, like 20, 90, I don't know. And like, for me, it was just, oh, I'm not necessarily that norm. Yeah, like I wasn't going to do that at that time, but, you know, it wasn't so unheard of that, you know, my friends were getting married super young. And even now, like I'm 24, even now, like the fact that I have, like in my last relationship, my ex is from a very secular background and, you know, me scrolling through Instagram on an average day sitting next to him and I would see like engagements and babies and weddings and he would just be like, what the heck? Like, you know, these people personally. And I'm like, yeah, like these, these are friends of mine. Like, I'm probably going to go to a wedding or two in the next few months, you know, like it's very normal, very common in like the more modern to more Orthodox, like modern Orthodox, Orthodox and up, so to speak. So I think if you grow up around it, it's not so shocking to you. And it's like almost prepares you to be like, okay, like when it does happen, whatever age I am, like, I'm, I'm ready, you know? Right. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, too, because, I mean, obviously, when you're a Jew that's, like, involved in all different types of communities, nothing's going to be as surprising for you, but there are a lot of Jews that are more secluded, that went to public school their whole life, and maybe don't know that world. Like, for me, I was lucky enough to have both, both worlds, so I really, like, understood from both ends both ends of things going back to your tiktok just for a little bit because i think it's some one of the things that people love the most about your content obviously it's it's relatable to jews it's funny but also the way that you and your brother-in-law combat and anti-semitism on tiktok which unfortunately we know like all social media apps eventually become you know thick with anti-Semitism and the way that you guys choose to deal with it, I think is very unique and you guys do a great job at that. And I think that's something that three of us have talked about before, how you guys do a great job with it. So what what has has been you and your brother-in-law's experience dealing with anti-Semitism and how did you kind of decide to deal with it in the way that you guys deal with it? Uh, First of all, thanks for the compliment. Um, But, you know, just like everybody else, when you start, you know, you get these comments and you're like, what is this? And you try to fight it back, respond, you're like, no, this, that, you know, we went through that and it, it gets at you. You're like, you, get, you don't feel good doing all that. And eventually we took the step where we were like, we're not, we're not doing this anymore. Like, they want to hate, great, get us more views. 
it'll just make us get more views, more people interacting with the video. Like, you know what? That you want to do that? Great. And then we were like, you know what? If we're gonna respond to anything, instead of responding in a in a like this is wrong and this is why it's wrong, you know, some people have that type of content and they want to be educational and straight up, and that's good for them. Our view is let's show how ridiculous this comment is in a funny way without like saying anything mean straight up to the person in a sense. Can Obviously, you give our listeners like an example of one you've done in the past, like a comment that you turned into like, and what the video was? Um, I guess one was, um, one recent, I guess, was like someone wrote, shut the F up, but they wrote, they spelled it wrong. They wrote S-H-I-T the F up. So we literally took that and made it realistic where we were doing it upside down. And we, that's literally how we respond to the video. And everyone's like, what the heck is this? Like, what? And it's just, we, we take, we, like, if it's something like that, we'll take a literal and just show how ridiculous the comment is, especially when it's spelled wrong. Um, and yeah, we just, we really just poke fun in a sense at how ridiculous these comments are. Like, sometimes, like, we try, we try to make it funny. That's really what we try to do. Anytime there's something anti-Semitic uh, so, or, or something like that, we try to show how ridiculous it is and make it funny so people enjoy the the video that we made while the comment is supposed to be hateful in a sense i think like one of my favorite ones was when you did um a video on oh jews have horns and then you like put on like devil horns like i thought that was so clever like yeah we do see <laughs> yeah like ah, yeah that we definitely like yeah this is part of our head <laughs> what you know i will never forget your iconic trisha paytas clapback <laughs> That I will never forget that. Those ones. So the, the first first ones were actually like a, more of a straight up response rather than comedic. And then after that, we're like, how oh, we gonna have some fun with this one. <laughs> and that's when we had some fun with it. Yeah. And then you got spoken about on her podcast. Yeah. Really? She, uh, yeah. We, so the, they had so her, back back when her and Ethan Klein were like were friends and she had she was on his podcast H3 or something. I knew nothing about this, by the way, when they existed like I heard of Trisha at that point like I didn't know really much about her I just knew like some things that people were talking yeah. about like I didn't really know anything and then like we like she had duetted our video and I'm like holy mother's of lords I called my brother I'm like yo she duetted us she's like who's that I'm like well I'm like all right I know a little more than you but so I explained it whatever and then that's when we like made a response video whatever and then just back and forth and um and then someone like people commented like oh they talked about the podcast I'm like what podcast like h3 I'm like what's h3 like on youtube so i like look it up my like, thing has like two million followers i'm like what, the, what is this so like i'm like what part it's like an hour thing i'm like i'm not watching the whole thing i'm like so they told me what part of the video is so i watched that and i'm like huh nice <laughs> free exposure i'm good with that <laughs> what did she say about you exactly uh they're just talking so she was just saying whatever she want like i don't know it's about like too crazy and and ethan was like kind of saying like yeah the they don't know what they're talking about. There's Jews. Like, it's not really what it says. And, like, he's just going with it. Like, it's funny because uh, it's funny. When he made the recent video about her that people talked about, he said, like, you're, like, where she talks bad about Jews or something. And he was, like, calling her out for that. Like, yeah. I was just thinking to myself. And we're kind of, I was thinking make a video. We never ended up doing it. I was thinking to myself, like, you literally helped her on your podcast do all these things. What are you talking about? He's just, so I'm like, he's just doing it for clout, just like everybody else, like, trying to get views. And that's why he didn't get, he doesn't care. Sure. Um, but yeah, it was just uh, it's fun. It's some fun with that. <laughs> I love that. 
And so what do you think now? So obviously the podcast is called Schmuck Boys. Mm-hmm. What do you think the issue is with Jewish dating nowadays? Like, and, and these Schmuck Boys, like, why do you think they exist? Um, it's a good question. <laughs> um, and would you consider yourself one? That's a good question. <laughs> um, why do they exist? As he deletes DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like uh, pulling a politician move and not really answering the question. <laughs> one second, hold up. Um, <laughs> DMs as we speak. <laughs> um, why do they exist? I mean, it just why do they exist? Mm, I guess some people are not. I don't know. It could be a mix. Like some people would or are, are might be looking for a relationship. Um, but might not feel like the person is right for them, but they still are attracted to them. Right. So they'll be like, okay, this is not going to go anywhere, but I still like the person, like they're, tra- they're, they're attracted to me. And then they might become a smart boy where you just do it to have fun and not for anything else. Um, and then just some general question about just general dating. Like what's the problem with the dating? I don't know. It's their own. I mean, everybody's their own for like all the, you know. <laughs> do you think there's like specific problems that are more, like for people dating in the Jewish community than the secular community? Um, I don't know if you call problems, but there is like, let's say for example, the shit up system, right? So you could, you kind of like, they're, they're supposed to set you up with other people, but they don't really know, you know, even if they meet with you and talk to you, like, first of all, you're not going to tell them everything about me. Right. right? Um, and also like, like I'm, I'm, I'm religious. I mean, except I'm for that girl you went on the, you know. <laughs> so. Like I, I, I view myself as an Orthodox and religious, but I say I'm chill. So I'm not just your regular typical Orthodox. Like, you know, I wear this, whatever, chill, I'm chill, I do whatever. Um, so when, let's say someone tries to set you up, they're like, they might set you up with uh, the like, here, this is for you. I'm like, nah, like she's too religious. Like too religious. I'm like, yeah, like that's not like, I want some more chill. Like, so like, they don't necessarily know what that is. So it's more like, They'll be like, okay, she's she's religious. She's she's more chill. She's worldly. She, you know, she has she has TV. I'm like, that's not what I mean when I say chill. I'm like, no, no, just like I, I mean, chill. Like religious Orthodox care about Judaism. You know, like and, and I love it, but chill. Like you know, I'm not looking for someone who's covering are their other things. are covered in Huh? But like, are there other things you look forward to? Like, do you, do you try to date people who maybe aren't like high key or would would you even date like a Jewish TikToker? Like someone doing like what you were doing or is that something that would turn you off? That's a good question. (laughs) Um, So that's the thing. Just like, just like people are turned off by my business. It's very possible that seeing, seeing that might turn, you know, me off. But I think in a sense, if I find them attractive and I like the personality, it's not going to turn me off. Mm-hmm. um you know i don't care really what videos they make it's i either like the personality or i don't um and if i like the personality then it's a, we're good to go you know what i'm saying where you at where are you at <laughs> um also we talk about this a lot but do you think it's scary to date in the jewish community when everyone knows everyone like do you think that it can hurt it it can hurt if if the person you're dating knows has mutual friends stuff like that and they know everything so if it goes bad or something they're like i i dated a girl once and 
she actually didn't really know anyone I knew at that point. Mm-hmm. And I ended things and uh, she wasn't happy about it. And uh, she literally went, she somehow, I don't, I, th- I feel like she probably, cause she didn't know my friends. She, I feel like she, anyone, she, she looked out to try to figure out who I knew. Mm-hmm. And she like, cause she went to someone I knew that I worked with and like to her, their house or something. I don't know how she got there. I'm suspicious about it, but like, she's like, oh, he's such a, such a, he's a, he's a jerk, this guy. I'm, I'm like, they know me from work. Like they, well, they give, you a, she give you a schmuck boy reputation. Yeah. So like, she's like, she's like, she like, the, so the person who worked knows like, I'm not like a jerk. Like she knows, you know what I'm like. So she actually there had let to have been more to the story. Yeah. Yeah. She, like, she came, she told me, she's like, yeah, this, this, this girl, like she told me, she's like, whatever. I'm like, yeah. So I explained to her, I'm like, yeah, it ended, she didn't like how it ended. I ended things and you know, like, and while, while, so while she's going around like doing this, like I'm still not saying like the re- like telling people why I ended things like and that private between us. Like I, I'm, I'm protecting her, not me. There's nothing on my end that I need to protect. It's for her the reason why I end things. Well, okay, I ended things for a specific reason. It has to do with her, nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't gonna go tell people. So even while she was going around telling people I'm a jerk and stuff like that, I still wasn't gonna be like trying to defend myself and say you know this is what. She, the person did and that's why like i was like no listen like that's so respectable but so so then eventually i actually met up with her um like a year later or something and like we talked to her and i apologize even though it was nothing from me i guess i apologize because she got hurt so i go all right we talked about it and that was it and then i find it after that that she's still doing i'm like i was like that was it there's what only what do you want from me yeah there's one person in this world I i will never talk to like willingly and that's her because like I'm not like that. I don't ha- I don't hold grudge or anything like that. And it's not really a grudge against her. It's just like you did this. We talked. You know, we talked. We I thought we were good to go. And then like you're still doing this. I'm like, you know, she. Had, I saw her at a party recently, and like she happens to one of my good friends, and she's like, she's like, uh, um, it's like, hey, um, you know, so I know like me, me and like your your friend, like you know, I don't want to like make problems or I'm like, I just walked away. I was like, I didn't even respond. I'm like, what? I'm not talking to you. Like, my friend's my friend. You can be friends with him as well. I don't care who you're friends with. Like, we don't, like, he can't only be my friend, not your friend. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm friendly with him. We'll hang out. You do your thing. Like, I was just like, I'm not, I'm not going to talk to you. It'd be a dangerous like, game. Just letting people talk and drag people's names through the yeah. So that's what she, that's what she, how do we get into this? <laughs> I asked you, I asked you, you know. Everyone knows the dangers can be. With oh, right. So, right. So, so, yeah. So, I guess in the sense, if you really, if something goes really bad and you all friend, a friend group, then like stuff could happen, or whatever. But and it's not really, I guess it's not really, I'm more private with when, like when I date. Like, I'm not going around telling people like, well, who I'm dating, like who I'm dating and like what I'm, what's going on and stuff like that. Like, I have a friend or two or something that I'm able to discuss it with certain things that if I have questions and maybe need some clarity on. But, um, I don't, I don't really know everybody like with who I date so from my community. Like I've only dated one person. Wow. Everyone else is out of the community, like different places. Actually two technically now. And when you say date, you mean like relationship? No, go out. With. Go out. Not even date. I mean like just go out on a date with. Yeah. Oh. Although one technically was kind of. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. I'm feeling. I'm feeling. You're I'm more of a dater than a relationshiper right now because you're not going to waste anyone's time. Like you said, like the two date rule. If you don't like anyone, if I'm going on an official date, 
like yeah like if i if i if i'm if i'm set up to go on a date like that I'm, if i don't like the person like i'm not gonna can yeah i mean it's not nothing's happening like you see you in another life that's where i use a shotgun i'm like some shotgun nope i'm not like i don't even have to talk to her again like but if i'm dating someone I like can only I imagine I can only imagine a shot of him being like, so this is Yassi. He does a lot of the dancing. Very cool boy. He's very big on the tick of the talk. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, Libby, I don't think the shot of him talking like that. <laughs> a lot of them are like, just. You like, don't burst her bubble. She's got a whole persona going on over here. Listen. Libby, Libby you should start shot him TikTok. No, because then people will really try to get me to set them off. That's no. <laughs> It could be fun. <laughs> I, I will say a Syrian Shadchan hit me up and was like, hi, like, I'm a Syrian Shadchan. I'm like, first, I'm not Syrian. But second, I have a Syrian boyfriend. And third, thanks for reaching out. Like, I, I, I don't, have a good day. Don't I just definitely speak. have the same one. This one Syrian Shadchan. Yes. Not like all yes. my friends on Facebook. But she has like the worst Syrian radar, I guess. I'm like, do I look Syrian to you? Honestly, Maxine, you look more Syrian than me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to play a fun game that we like to call cute or cringe. It's very simple. You just say if it's cute or if it makes you go like, blah, 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 blah. it's cringe. Sounds like fun. Let's do it. All righty. Let's so, get into it. Maxine, you want to say the first one? Sure. Okay. Cute or cringe. Your brother-in-law sets you up on a date. Cute. Right. You're on a date. And they bring up your TikTok almost immediately. Mm. Uh, in between? You got to pick one. Would you question their intentions? And uh, I don't know if I would question their intentions, but if I'm, because I, I feel like if I'm on a date with them, it's because they are interested, even though they may be obsessed because of TikTok. So I would go in between. Is there in between? No. <laughs> All right. Cuter cringe. Your girlfriend tells your mom that her mother makes a better chillin and she'll send her the recipe. I would go cringe. Like, I mean, if anyone's trying to like, like send you a recipe, like that's a little, like you could say like my mom's better than yours. I'm like, all right. But he's like, I'm going to send the recipe. It's like, oh, hold on, woman. I'm saying, back up a bit. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. Cuter cringe. When the girl only takes dating advice from her rabbi. Cringe. Kind of like 10 times cringe. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> what, what if she occasionally asks her rabbi for advice? You could occasionally ask I mean, if there's certain specific topics. Be honest. You got like, your rabbi on speed dial. Be honest. I don't got no rabbi. <laughs> You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Okay. Okay. Um, when she offers to help kashrut your kitchen, which if you don't know, that means to, not you, but our listeners, it means to make your kitchen like kosher. That would never like happen though for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not realistic. No, but like, let's say she's like, oh, like for Passover. Wow. No cute for Passover. Hell yeah. I don't know. If I don't need to do all the work myself. You know, what's up, girl? Come yeah. on. What's up, girl? Cuter cringe when she tries to pull off a juke crazy dance move. Cute. 
Oh, he respects it. <laughs> okay. Cuter cringe when she makes you her phone background. It depends how far in the relationship we are. <laughs> like, we stopped on the first day. I'm like, that's cringe. But I mean, if we're dating, dating, that's cute. Okay. All right. And the last one cuter cringe. She skipped your niece's bat mitzvah because she was busy, but she asks to make it up to you. I would question the relationship. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> All right, so we have a print. Fair enough. I just want everyone to know when I had him on for Jewish Mom Approved, it was literally a bunch of Jewish mom scenarios. And I was like, your Jewish mother says you dropped a plate on the floor. What do you do? And he goes, I don't, I try to clean it up in enough time. Like, it was literally <laughs> like the most iconic back and forth with anyone that's hilarious like your jewish mom sets you up you don't like the girl i tell her get out of my face yeah that's right mm-hmm i got time for that oh my god <laughs> oh my god we only have one question left for you what is your definition of a schmuck boy well if we're using the regular term i mean just going around looking for a good time you know what i'm saying <laughs> And that's the yeah. only thing on their mind. All right. Good answer. Good answer. Oh, where can our listeners find you on social media? On, on where do you want to be followed? <laughs> where can they slide into the DMs? Where can they actually DM you and you won't delete it? Actually, yeah, where can they slide into the DMs? And then separately, where can they follow you for the funny content? <laughs> All right. So uh, on TikTok, would you crazy? On Instagram, we're Real Drew Crazy. You can DM me on Real Drew Crazy. And if I'm interested, I'll bring you over to another account where it's private between us two. <laughs> Sounds Fair great. Fun. And is there anything else you want to share with us before we head out? Oh, uh, yeah. So basically, there's this time in my life. Um, it was about two years ago. And <laughs> yeah, now I'm on nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Schmuck boys out. Cause you're just a schmuck boy. You're just a schmuck boy. That's not enough, boy. Don't need another another schmuck boy. Cause you're just a schmuck boy. You're just a schmuck boy. That's not enough, boy. Don't need another another schmuck boy.